Sanders Snitker, Libertarian, Republican, and Political Hack, and Adrian Wiley, Born Again Anarchist and Political Has Been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Doing great. Wonderful week. Oh, that's week. fucking great, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Doing- I'm glad you're doing good because we're now doing this on a Sunday because you're doing so fucking good. Uh, you know what? Sorry, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, I got you. Just you remember that when I got to do it on a Sunday, and then you always constantly give me shit for it. Uh, you know what? Who's the only person that caused us to actually have to do a best of show? Was it me or was it you? It was you. No, it was you. How was it me? Because you left for Philadelphia or some damn thing. Oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to hear your shit that sometimes I have to postpone one well, day. Just because you refuse to leave the state like a fucking pussy. And <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had a need to. <laughs> No. Well, you know, you need to be going up to the Northeast pretty soon, I would imagine. No, no, I, it doesn't look like that's happening. I haven't heard anything on that. So. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, it's You're a, going. I don't want to go. Fucking I, just, going. just stop. I don't even want to get into that, uh, all uh, that legal bullshit. Because you're scared. No, I'm not scared. I'm I mean, annoyed. It, like, here's the thing. If it's it's okay, okay to be scared Okay, why are you sometimes? fucking bringing this up, man? <laughs> you know, it's just a fucking subpoena. So... <laughs> You know, I, I, and, and my attorneys say that I cannot be tied to the Trump documents in any way. So you know. you're the only one, right? You're the only one. They're getting everybody else. All right, so let's get it. We got a couple things to get into here. So, hold on. Do you want to tell your story first about the wedding? You want to go there first? Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that. Uh, my my firstborn son, uh, Connor, uh, got married Some on hottie Friday. Boy. Yeah, yeah that's my daughter-in-law. You're talking about. Go I know. easy. Yeah. I know. Oh, so, I, I want to go easy. Uh, stop, dude. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Hold on. I just want to pull up a picture of her real quick. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it, it, wonderful, wonderful, uh, you know, time. Crazy. It's been a crazy week, of course. I've been partying nonstop and, you know, busting hump. Because as the father of the groom, I don't have any real specific duties but that means I had to deal with all the like uh, the stuff that no one else was dealing with, which uh, there was a lot of. But it's just a, a great time. So happy, uh, so happy for my boy and his uh, new bride. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, did she wear cowboy boots to the wedding? She did. Yeah, instantly yeah. always better. For you know, she's she and her whole family are from Tennessee. So oh you know, yeah, I, I love their family. Love the in laws. Uh, actually, yeah, we're, <laughs> we really enjoy hanging out with them. I've, I've been partying with her dad a lot. Uh, but yeah, just great people. Uh, wonderful time. Wonderful time. So, uh, we had it at this, uh, uh, place called, uh, what is it? Uh, Mickey's farm. It's in Odessa. Yeah. Do you know this place? I'm not familiar with it, but it's, it's right near the intersection of, uh, gun highway and, uh, Tarpon Springs road. Okay. okay I know and, that. I know that intersection yeah, very well. It, it's back there. Um, and a, a real nice place. They've got this whole redone barn, big barn, but it's real nice on the inside and everything like that, air conditioned and all that. Um, and it's an outdoor venue for the wedding. Wedding was perfect. Weather was perfect. Um, you know, and they're, oh, this was pretty cool, actually. 
So of course there's there's actually livestock just wandering around the whole time. Oh, you know. Oh, that's so awesome. there's like turkeys, you know, kind of following you around and donkeys wandering by and stuff like that, you know. Um, it's like a weird redneck animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It, it was it was the perfect mix of uh, redneck and uh, you know shishi. <laughs> it was like it just a, it was like the perfect level. One of the best weddings I've ever been to because it was it was casual, it was chill. You know, the, it wasn't like regimented or like anything. Nobody like got that. cray cray. Yeah, yeah, right. And no one like was the bride uptight. was cool with yeah, it. Yeah, everyone was like just nobody chill. was a bridezilla. Yeah, like, you know, nothing like that. Yeah, it was just everything was very chill. Everyone had a blast. <laughs> but so they're up there saying their vows, and the sandhill crane on one side of the lake starts honking you know sounds like a goose kind of thing and so we laugh at that and then another sandhill crane on the other side of the lake honks back and right as they're saying their vows the one crane decides to fly like right behind them at the altar to go meet the other crane it was just like so perfect you couldn't you couldn't time anything like that but uh yeah we had a great time oh interesting thing about this uh this location uh it's it's on crescent lake uh, is what they call it. My stepmom gets there. She goes, you know, I thought this name sounded familiar. She goes, I went to camp here, summer camp, as a kid in the 50s, and this is where Burt Reynolds taught me to water ski on that lake. <laughs> no shit, <laughs> I huh? said, are you kidding me? She said, yeah, it was like in the late 50s, and he was working there as a camp counselor before he got uh, famous his, his first role on Riverboat. Yeah. You know, I, I guess it was like probably the summer before that. Yeah. You know? So just uh, interesting stuff, but great time. Uh, we uh, partied hard, and everybody came back to our house afterwards, and just you know, it was uh, madness. So we laid it down. Yeah, it's uh, I, one thing I will say is my uh, my liver uh, was definitely objecting to me yesterday. It's it's very unhappy with me. I got you. But uh, so I need to chill out for a little while. But yeah, it's uh, my my eldest is married off, and uh, I hope they're uh, getting busy right now making me some grandkids. You want some grandkids I, now? I'm dying for grandkids, man. Especially with that chick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> okay. Stop. She stop. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> like you realize that telling me to stop means I'm going to keep going, right? <laughs> I know it's a catch twenty two. Yeah. Like you should just you should just ignore it, and then I would ignore it. At that right. Point. Like I don't think you understand. It's like the world equates to Trump. Like if you just ignored him, he'd I know. Go away. You know, like I came in this morning. Um, I, I I tried to be nice to you because you always greet me like uh, very host hostily. Host is that a word? You're very hostile in your greetings towards me. Yes. You know, it's a like, lot of hostility. Fuck you, asshole. You know, I'd walk yeah. in the door. It's like you know, so I'm like, good morning, Alex. How are you doing today? You know, fuck you, Wiley. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so there's just, actually nothing works on you. I you know I try reverse psychology. Just you know, you're just gonna go in your way, but. My yeah. mom, you called my mom to get me threatened because I actually think you're <laughs> no, the one that did that. That was completely no, unsolicited. I but think, I, I think my mother did that. I do appreciate Patty having my back. Yeah, you she know. definitely has your back more than mine. <laughs> All right, so um, let's get in. Like, like, there's some news to get to this week, and we'll get to that stuff. But I got some stories first. Though. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear some. All right, so I pick up this guy. Right, so we got Uber stories. So I'm going to pick up this guy. Now he comes out, and you could tell he's a. Um, I have no other word for it than soy boy. Okay. So he comes out in like this. this Romper? <laughs> no, it wasn't a romper, but it was close to a romper, though. It was right. very off-color things, and it was matching, and yet looked just incredibly gay at the same time, too. Right. And we didn't have very far to go. It was a morning pickup to the airport. Right. And on the way there, he's like, I got a non-political question for you. And I'm like, 
When somebody you ta- says hang on it a that second. Way. Were you talking politics prior to that? No, 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 no. Okay. We were just having a normal conversation. So the fact that someone out of the blue prefaces that it's non-political almost always guarantees it's going to be political. Yes. Okay. That's yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> right. He's like, how come you guys aren't all scared about like uh, being underwater soon with global warming and everything? And he was serious, right? When he said this question, he was like, "How come you guys aren't scared?" Basically, right. and so I'm sitting here and I'm like, "All right, so I'm definitely not going to get a tip here, <laughs> right? Let me see if I can say something that would actually just give me so I get to keep five stars and not <laughs> and not and not." Wait, wait hang on. I, I, why didn't you just say, "Oh God, we're terrified of it"? No, every day I, I wake up, no, just terrified no. that I'm going to be underwater. No, because he just saw through that fucking lie. Yeah, you're right. You every could, day of the you, week, you could never pull that off. Yeah, no. So my my my, and I'm sitting here, and part of me's laughing too because I'm right. like, you know what, dude? Fuck off. Seriously. Right. Like, are you really fucking scared, you dumbass? Like, right. I was. I, part of me was actually angry about it because I'm like, I'm, I'm sure part like, of you, you wanted exist. to cancel the ride and just pull over and let him out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just he was so close to the airport though. <laughs> I was he was paying just so much money for this ride, like. It was here's the thing, like it was like off of West Shore where I picked them up at. Oh, okay, and that is short ride. Okay, yeah. and it's but like north of Kennedy West Shore. Okay, so this is really short. And he paid like twenty five bucks. Yeah, I got, I got paid twenty five to take him to the airport for that. Yeah, that's like what two miles, three miles. Like, because look, because the it because the airport itself is like it's like three or four miles in. Right, it was like a six mile ride. Oh, okay, right. Yeah. But, but but like yeah, it's like two miles to the entrance to the airport. Yeah, exactly yeah. from the from from where you first get in until you yeah. you know. So I so I, I stop and I'm like, okay, what is my answer going to be? I'm going to say, look, one, I don't really, we don't know for sure exactly what's going to happen in the next hundred years. Right. But, you know, as it stands right now, we don't know. Yeah. Number two, I actually think technology is going to solve most of these problems when it comes to either seawalls or, you know, solar power or things like that. Like, like a lot of these problems are going to end up getting solved. And three, <laughs> and this is the part, I'm like, as soon as they actually accurately reflect the insurance rates, then what would actually happen is people would live off, wouldn't, wouldn't be on the coasts because they'd have to pay for it correctly. Right. And I said it in such a way in which he was like, hmm, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. That's a hard one to argue with. Yeah. But uh, where, do, do you know where he was flying to? I'm almost positive it was the West Coast. Well, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> San Francisco. Of course. Like, like it was so cliche. Yeah. Like, yeah like, that is such a, yeah, totally cliche. Yeah, yeah, hang on. I got a story. Like, I feel like I should, I feel like I'm lying. <laughs> I got, I got a perfect corollary to that. Um, we, uh, of course we had for the wedding, we had people in from all over the country and, and, uh, some of our dear friends are from Portland and, uh, one of them, uh, she's 18. She's uh, you know, a good friend of ours, daughter. And she's, uh, you know, riding back from the airport um, into Dunedin, where they were staying. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> she's looking around, looking, and everyone's like, oh, you know, she's taking in the sights, you know. And and finally she speaks up and goes, where are the homeless people? <laughs> like, she couldn't understand that there weren't tent cities everywhere and people shitting in the streets here. I, and, I mean, like, and where you And where she was at. Yeah, like where were you at at the time during this? Uh, Dunedin, but still, it's it's yeah, like yeah, Dunedin's got a low homeless. No, 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 no. You, you no compared to uh, Portland, 
which literally they have just massive miles and miles of tent cities and neighborhoods. Like uh, they were telling a story where in their the entrance to their neighborhood, somebody just parked an RV in the middle of the street and they're living in it. And everyone has to now drive around this RV to get into their neighborhood. And there's like rows of tent cities like in residential areas and anywhere there's an open field, you know, they just take it over. Um, in in Oregon, in Portland, yeah. Jesus oh yeah, it's, it's like chaos. And well, like it's so cold there, though. Like, what do they do in the winter? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, well, you know, at least a few of them come to Florida because in the winter we do have a, you know, a handful of homeless people. But it's it's it's. I so, mean, we got a pretty decent amount of homeless people. No, there. you have no idea. Well, no, compared, no, no, no. compared compared to, the rest, to compared to them, of course we we don't. have one one hundredth of the number of homeless people that Portland does. Oh my god! It's not even. Yeah, you you should see it there, man. It's just crazy. It's it's you know. Tens of thousands, or, or some—I wouldn't even be surprised if it's approaching a hundred thousand. You know, homeless people—it's it, insane. You know, <laughs> but yeah, she was—you know—and she's eighteen, so uh, she hadn't seen much of the country, and and she just doesn't realize that it's not like that everywhere. You know, crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely insane. And again, you know, probably will be if uh, unless uh, wages catch up with inflation here uh, fast enough. But I, I, it always does. It always corrects. But yeah, it's just, you know, everyone. She was so shocked by that that you know there weren't homeless camps everywhere. Like there were, like there are there. Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. Now here's the thing. Do you and think, same in San Francisco? Yeah, but here's the thing. Why do you think that that reason is just because of the weather in those areas? No, no, I, I think are it's, the policies it, it, in those it, areas. Yeah, I think it's just a, a general tolerance and acceptance of it. And you know, here's the thing: I'm not down on homeless people as someone who has been one. Um, you know, I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's just it's such a, a lax atmosphere. They they make everything um, you know so easy for that. Um, but again, it's it's a tough situation because a lot of these people are out on the streets and are working full time. You know, they have jobs. It's just they still can't afford a home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what happens the, the here? The property in, values are even higher in Portland than they are here. Well, and the thing that you note that you'll have here is a lot of people are staying in hotels right now. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are just staying in hotels right yeah, now. Yeah, the, the extended stay type places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you can get them for relatively cheap. I mean, a lot of cases are cheaper than an apartment. Yeah. You know? Yeah, surprisingly enough. Yeah. So at least there's some type of kind of stopgap for that. And I guess they... I. Don't know if they don't have that out west or uh, if they just make it so convenient because, you know, there's there's no enforcement of it or anything like that. I got you. Uh, you know, people call the police. The police don't do anything. And, you know, it's just. Well, yeah. it, it, well they don't very, do anything for regular crime over there anyway now, though. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just decided. Well, and that's the thing. Downtown Portland is there's tents on the sidewalks everywhere. Same with downtown San Francisco. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I, I wouldn't want to. Here's the thing. I wouldn't want to live there. Right. Like I, I don't mind homeless people, but I wouldn't want to live in tent cities, right? Or near tent cities, right? You know? Yeah, I don't want to nimby that thing, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh no, I'm totally nimby with it. <laughs> so all right, let's get into the second. Let's get into the second story here. Right. All right. So it was Saturday night. I pick up four people from McDenton's. One guy, or three guys and one girl. Mm -hmm. Girls, the one that orders the Uber. Three guys, one girl. Okay. And so, like, I pick them up, and it's one of those rides where. I'm instantly kind of like I'm not in a bad mood. I'm actually in a good mood, but like I'm kind of in like a mean mood. Like I'm like I'm I'm kind of in a dick mood. So like anything that they're saying, I'm kind of just being an asshole about. You That's know not I mean? good for tips. Well, no, but it was funny, and they were kids, so like I didn't. I I, I assumed a no tip. Right. Okay. But I actually assumed that if I was funny enough 
and busted enough balls <laughs> you, that I actually might, might get a tip. You might get a tip out of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, I got you. So I, I get in there, and you know, one guy wants to come and do the radio. I'm like, look, I'm, I said, I'm going to tell you right now, you play some bullshit, I'm going to call you out on it. <laughs> okay. Like, just play it. <laughs> right. And the first thing he did was like some fucking, like, uh, not Britney Spears, but it was like Gwen Stefani, Hollerback, man, Hollerback. Uh, okay. And I'm like, really, guy? That's what we're doing? You better fucking find something else. Just like that. Like, you better find fucking something else, seriously. <laughs> oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. Exactly. Were, were they laughing at that? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Hold on. Kinda. Okay. Kinda laughing. So, <laughs> or, or were they afraid? <laughs> no, I don't think they were afraid. They okay. were just kind of like, I was just like, did you have something else? And he put something else on. I was like, all right, that'll work. You got yeah. that. I forget what it was. But so in there, we're, I'm getting ready to get on 275, and he's telling me, and they're, they're, talking, they're talking to each other about a story, right. about his brother. And how his brother was on a date with a girl. Mm-hmm. And I guess that, you know, they why did, well. Why did you emphasize with a girl? You'll find out. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. So I, he proceeds to tell the story about how he's on a date with this girl. And I guess the date went well. They went back to either his place or, or her place. Right. And start making out. Come to find out. Chick's got a dick. Chick's got a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so the next word was. So he sucked her dick <laughs> on 275 as I'm getting ready to get on I-4. Like, you want to talk about, like, I got to focus on the fucking road here, right? Like, I, like you know what intersection I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. Major intersection to major intersection. I, you got to make sure you're in the right lane. Like, there's a lot going on right here. And this motherfucker throws this out. Like, and they 69. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Oh, my God. And so he doesn't now this guy this guy was adamantly anti-gay right like was he was saying he's adamantly anti-gay now his father is very conservative but his father has accepted him you know what I'm saying? right now he doesn't talk to his brother anymore like, oh really because of this oh wow which you know whatever yeah, I don't, why, why are you going to cut someone off here's the thing that? that's just stupid look the moral implications of what he should do or not do was not part of what was going on here. Though. Okay. I'm not choosing to focus <laughs> yeah, on that right. part of the conversation <laughs> yeah, just. because I wasn't going to give it because I was just amazed. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I haven't had a good story in like a day or two. This is fucking amazing. That is funny. So, Especially like, the, the delivery on that. Yeah. And he's, so he sucked his dick. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> now, the rest of the time that we were in the car, we're actually trying to figure out whether, like, does that make you gay? Yeah, I think that does. At very least, by. I mean, look, there is the one rule: like, suck one dick, you're a cocksucker for life, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. that is a rule. That right. is like, and I don't know, if that's a law of nature or or what it is, right? But that's a guideline. At, right. le- at least that's a guideline. Doesn't right? work for women though. Women always get a pass in in college, at least. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he's telling me the story though about this, and I'm just like, because I guess his, <laughs> his brother was always crazy and wild, and then like, so he just went with it, huh? Yeah. He got off, <laughs> I, I, and I don't know if I don't know if, I don't know if the trans woman right finished right in his mouth or not. Okay, just, but just, TMI, man. It just was like just TMI. You got to be fucking kidding me, man. Yeah. When I stopped the car, I said, "Listen, no tip necessary. If you want to tip me, that's perfectly fine. But you guys get five stars of my fucking book. What a great story, right? I didn't even have time to tell him that I was going to put it in a book, right." But I was like, oh, my God. I think the best part about it was he was adamantly anti-gay. And then all right. of a sudden, not, next thing you know, you're a cocksucker. <laughs> oh, the brother was 
adamantly anti-gay. Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, no, not the guy. I thought that you meant the guy oh, telling no, no, the no, story. No, 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 the brother was. Oh, wow. Supposedly, you know, hated gay people and she all this other kind of stuff. She walked up to me and she asked me to dance. Yes. <laughs> asked her her name and in the dark brown voice she said, Lola. <laughs> la, 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 Lola. Oh geez, that is funny. Actually, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the the title of that chapter. By the way, it's gonna be <laughs> Lola. Lola. Yeah. <laughs> so like, it was one of those things where you're just like, and again, where he said it at was like, no warning. <laughs> I'm like, merging I totally into traffic here, dude. Fucking, I didn't even fucking see it coming. Oh god. <laughs> Obviously, pardon the pun. <laughs> right. <laughs> he did. He, well, he didn't. He didn't see it coming at first either. Like, oh my eye. Like here's the thing, Adrian. Let me ask you a question. Okay. Okay. So let's say let's. Say say you're single let's just say for the for the sake of argument right. that you're single right and that you go on a date with a girl and she's fucking smoking hot right right big huge rack real good looking girl you start making out like you start getting there like you're right. you're working there and you find out she has a dick like what do you do at the end of the day it's a deal killer at that point man i'm done I'm done. Yeah, I mean, it, penis, like you don't just catch. Hang on, or a you second. don't just pitch at that hang, point. Hang on, no, no, it's not for me. That would that would end it all for me. Having said that, though, uh, if I found out that she was post op at that point, and I'm worked up, I'd be like, okay, maybe let's give this a try. All right, so if the dick's <laughs> off, that, yeah, if, if there's no dick, and you know, we got something going on down there. If the doctor's done all the work on both sides, <laughs> if it's a good surgeon. <laughs> Then oh, maybe, do you need maybe, to, are you going to yeah. inspect it first just to see? You're like, well, let me see. If, let me see what you got going on down on, here. Let before. me get my reading glasses on. <laughs> I feel like you're a building inspector at that point, just yeah. checking to make sure that the foundation is, works. Is this structurally sound here? <laughs> But yeah, oh, I, and again, that's a, if we had any trans listeners are gone now. By the way, <laughs> no, they shouldn't well, be gone. No, it's it's just, a funny fucking story, right? And it's just personal preference, man. It's like I can't I can't make myself like Dick. I'm sorry, you know, and I can't necessarily make myself like a guy, uh, someone who has a penis, uh, because they, you know, on the outside yeah. look like it's just yeah. I, I, Here's that's the thing: me. if you were a girl, I have all the respect in the world for you if that's your thing, yeah. but it's just not mine. Now, and this is the question I always wanted to f I, I always wanted to ask. Too, and I, 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 the next time I get a trans person in the car, I'm going to ask this question: If it's a girl and a girl, if it's a trans woman and a woman in a relationship, right? And the trans woman does not get the junk done, so still has the cock, right? Okay, and uses the cock on the woman. Does that really make the woman gay or not? Yeah, I, that, yeah, and, and I, it, like you're still taking dick. Yeah, I, I don't. Do you I, just I, like it because it's trans dick? I don't thing. know. I think everyone has the 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 absolute right to pursue happiness in their own way, and if that's their way of happiness, so be it. You know, good for them. Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. You know, in that aspect, I don't really care. But like, I'm just curious as to what you label yourself then. Right. Yeah. Because I really think that you saying that you're just a lesbian probably isn't a, like accurate. Uh yeah, because you, know, you ain't looking pussy. I, I can't say that it is. You know. It, you know? It, yeah, it's it's probably not actually. You know, so honestly, so, if I get more chicks, if I can get with a top surgery, I might fucking do that shit. <laughs> Have some titties is what you're saying. I'm just saying if I had to get the top stuff, grow my hair out a little bit, I get more fucking chicks. As long as hey, look, and at the end of the day, if you're still sucking my dick, you're still sucking my dick. You know? yeah, if I, I was single, of course, if I got but. a set of tits. I probably wouldn't leave home much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, All right. Let's move right, on. Let's move on. Uh, BBBY. Yes, yes. Uh, what for, a weird thing that happened there, by the way. For for those of you who were listening last week and uh, took my financial advice to uh, buy uh, Bed Bath & Beyond on Monday, uh, you're either loving me or hating me right now because you're either... At certain points, you were loving. Because <laughs> you're either 
up uh, about uh, 300% or down about 60%. Yeah, depending on uh, you know where you uh, well, and if you held you, or whatever, or if you held, because I held, you held. Well, here's the thing: like it's not, I didn't put much money into it, right? So I didn't sell at the at the height part. You know what I'm saying? I didn't right. do that because I, I look. The thing is, this man like sleeping during the day. All the action happens during the day, and I'm right. already sleeping. Yeah, and at this point, I'm thinking like just hold. Yeah, yeah. So you're still in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're screwed. Uh, <laughs> Should I sell now? Uh, for what you put in, you might as well just think of putting it, you know, on a number at the roulette wheel at this point, because there's still that potential. Um, but it's a, I would say the odds are very, very slim of it going anywhere well, else. Well, because they did something. The, the guy did. So, like, explain what well, happened. Okay, Ryan Cohen, who's the uh, CEO of GameStop, owned ten percent of this stock. And uh, he was like using, it turns out he was, you know, but basically he played the Wall Street bets guys. Us retarded apes, man. You know, we jumped on that train and um, we uh, basically uh, made him uh, about $80 million. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, so he bought, uh, he was uh, the one, you know, basically kind of everyone was seeing that he was going in on this company and everyone was following his lead. And also there was, a shitload of short interest in it. So it was way overshorted. Um, and so when that happens, it, it can potentially, if, if people buy and hold, it creates a short squeeze because uh, when those shorts come due, they have to cover and it means they have to pay for the stocks that they borrowed to sell at any price, whatever the price is. Yeah, current uh, market value. Yeah, so you if you if you hold and you're shorting and the price goes up, you're screwed because you have to buy the stocks at that price. Um so that's what everyone was trying to do. But what happened is Ryan Cohen, being a 10% shareholder, on, I want to say on Tuesday, filed a notice that he, uh, with the SEC, because he's an insider essentially, he has to file SEC paperwork, uh, saying that he uh, is intending to sell these shares within the next six months. Okay? Yeah. And so there was a lot of activity on that. And when I saw that happen, I said, all right, I think we're probably pretty much at the high, given that information. I'm going to sell. I'm going to double my money on, on on half my stock, get back my original investment and some profit. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I did that, and uh, then I, I you know just let the the rest ride, and it dipped, and it, I I thought I saw a hard bottom there about 19, so I, I bought back in, uh, but my original cost was very low. <coughs> Actually, I think I tripled my money the first time because I sold at 25. And then I bought back in, and then the next day, this son of a bitch waited till like 4.10, 10 minutes after the market closed, and sold off all his shares after hours. Yeah. And all the Robinhood guys, because so many people on Wall Street bets are Robinhood traders, yeah. they couldn't sell after hours. So they were stuck, and that thing tanked down to like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's now, like nine right now. Now me... As a Schwab account holder, I can trade in extended hours. And when I saw that thing dropping like a, a rock, I sold it in extended hours. And I, after all was said and done, I still came out twenty four hundred bucks ahead. Nice. I was I was up ten grand at one point, but I came out twenty four hundred bucks ahead. But yeah, it's uh, really. Um, I mean, I'm only down like you know thirty bucks, but yeah. But uh, you know, the the end result is is if you got out on top, you made a shit ton of money. If you if you you're still holding. 
you're kind of holding a bag and you might want to depending on how much you've got in you know it's it's that kind of thing if 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 it's a lot of money and you have to protect your your capital do you think that the wall street bets guys are you think that, that, oh, that any collective action is going to be able to counter it they are pissed <laughs> they are pissed um, and there are investigations into them. You know, it's you know people are pushing for investigations at least because uh, this seems like a lot of market manipulation. I, I mean, I, I can't bitch because well, you I know, think that here's I the thing though. Ahead, but, but I think these guys are look. They're definitely this is definitely market manipulation. Is it illegal though? Eh, I don't know if it's illegal. Um, you know, it, it but it, it does it does seem like the whole time he was planning to do a pump and dump. And yeah, he, and he knew that and he used the Wall Street bets guy to do it. Yeah, they, we we were the bag holders. So, and a lot of people, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the thread in there and a lot of people, they, they lost, you know, life savings. People took out loans to buy stock, which is never, ever. Well, yeah, they shouldn't do that. I never trade on margin. That's just, you know, bad, bad policy. Cause you could, you can be left with a huge loss and having to pay back a big debt. Well, here's the thing though. Like what the wall street bets guys are doing is they're fighting wall street, but you got to remember wall street's going to fight back. Right. Right. And they and, well, and there's some things they can do. <laughs> the the biggest mistake that that most of the people made was that they thought that uh you know uh, uh Ryan Cohen was a crusader like them that they were out to kill these hedge, hedge funds and it was the you know the the little guy the Robin Hood yeah. philosophy, you know, let's uh let's start, you know, uh, making uh Wall Street work for for the little people, which it can, but uh by the same token since he was actually in it for his own self-interest you know and basically a lot of people were following him like a cult-like figure like he's going to lead us to the promised land and he's like fuck it i just made 80 million bucks i'm out yeah <laughs> you know i mean what are you going to do hey you make 80 million dollars in profit you're going to take it yeah you know so anyway it was a, a very interesting ride um and i was in the same boat i said I, i'm going to completely get out now because that was coming into uh, you know, the weekend, and I knew I was not going to have any time. You know, it was like Thursday, and I was not going to have yeah. any time from then on out to focus on anything but the wedding. So, but yeah, interesting, uh, interesting ride. And it's not the last time I'll do that. I, I love. You know. <laughs> well, no, I think it's a good idea. I mean, look, yeah. at the end of the day, I want to make sure, like, I want to do that A percentage of the portfolio is towards those. Yeah, high risk, well, high reward, yeah. Well, yeah, also, it's to, to fuck the man kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and there's there's some other potential short squeeze out there, but now the whole community has been so shaken by this that uh, there's a kind of a feeling that um, we lost that cohesion, whereas with AMC and GameStop, there was a a real strong. We're going to hold this no matter what. Yeah. But when Cohen, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, stabbed us in the back, uh, now that's fractured because you know so many people sold along like me. You know, I, I'm not going to sit there and and take a, a loss of you know five grand just because you know. Yeah. I want to stick it to the man. I'm not an idiot. Um, and so, well, and that's why they should do. That's why a bunch of people doing small amounts is the best key there. Right. Right, exactly. But you need a shit ton of people doing small amounts, and then everybody, you know, starts to get greedy, um, and uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that happens. But and I'm not, I'm not rich enough to, <laughs> I'm not even remotely rich enough to uh, say, oh well, yeah, I can afford to lose five grand. No, yeah, that hurts. You yeah, know? yeah, oh, exactly. So, but you didn't, you ended up doing well instead, though. Oh yeah, yeah, came out twenty four hundred bucks ahead. So. When all was said and done. But uh, anyway, listeners, I, I hope that you did the same thing. And honestly, uh, if you if you <laughs> followed my lead and you're still holding the bag, uh, shit, man, sorry. <laughs> 
but nobody knew that uh, you know uh, Cohen was going to you know, play that game. Yeah. So, and, but we probably should have. We probably should have just because of the nature of man, individuals acting in their own self interest. You know, it, it makes sense. And when I well, saw yeah, that, yeah, but here's the thing: the though, wall, the potential was going to be more money than that. Though he might have been able to sell all that shit at forty. Well, you know, it's uh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. It, it's always hard to say. Yeah. So, all right. So let's get into uh, some of the news now. Um, uh, <sighs> so conflicted on some of this stuff, by the way. So the first one and the top story that I have for the week is uh, one neocon down, which is Liz Cheney losing her primary to a Trump back opponent. Um, Look, Liz Cheney was winning those elections out there by like 70 percent before, and she just got her fucking ass whooped in Wyoming in the Republican primary. And here's the thing. No matter what, the Republicans going to win the general. The Democrat has zero chance in Wyoming. Right. So the woman that beat that that beat uh, Cheney, which I'm, I I don't even care enough to know her name, but um, she won, and she did lie about a phone call. Like she's like Cheney didn't really say anything to me, and then Cheney recorded the phone call. Like these guys are, it's just weird. It's weird the level of lying that happens for both of them, you know, like in a lot of the. It really pro Trump and anti Trump, like the weird things that they're willing to lie about on one another. Liars. Well, no, no, it's the weird things. Shocking. It's the weird things that they're willing to lie about. Like this woman's lying about a phone call. Like she called for a second and then hung up. No, she actually said congratulations and said and went through the standard mantra and then you know let go because you didn't pick up the phone, so it was just a voicemail. Like you didn't think she had it recorded? Like what the fuck, man? Right. It's just dumb. It's just dumb. But at the same time. You know, so fuck the, Liz Cheney, though. Hang on a second. So this was uh, Liz Cheney calling the other candidate for her Concessions. Con- concession speech. Yeah. Okay. Or not then, speech, but, yeah. you know, her congratulatory. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then and then if you look at it, she totally gave one. And it was, again, it was just regular vanilla right. stuff. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Congratulations but on I will your say victory. This considering it, was a, it was a hard-fought battle. And, something you know, along right, those lines. Right, yeah, it's same thing that everybody says. Now, in response to that, Liz Cheney is now threatening to run for president. Now, she says she hasn't made a decision yet, but, like, seriously, though, like, you have, z- z- again, please do it, because you have zero chance of getting it done. Like, you, there's no possibility of you winning fucking president. And the other thing is that the rampant hypocrisy that goes on during these time frames. And again, what I mean by that is she is now a darling of MSNBC and of CNN and of all these places. Like, she is their darling right now. When in all reality, like they were, they, they called her dad a fucking murderer, and like they didn't like her either until she was against Trump. Yeah. Like, media used to love Trump when he hung out with the Clintons. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like it's it, the hypocrisy of the media on this one is just so amazing, and sometimes it's just overlooked. Like it's so rampant too. Like you know, you look at Trump and you're like, well, he's just got you know, look at the balls on that motherfucker to act the way he acts. And still just have this oblivious, you know, he's an, he's oblivious to his own hypocrisy. Right. Well, the media likes to double down on that shit. Like, they're completely, uh, uh, you know, they don't understand. They're oblivious to their own hypocrisy on these things. Yeah. So, but it was nice to see. And even Mitt Romney's telling Liz Cheney not that she can't run and win the nomination in 2024. And why Liz Cheney is so fucking dead set on, well, we got to stop Trump at all costs and this and this. Like... I don't think that they fully understand how you actually would be able to stop Trump. Put him in jail. Dude's going to jail, man. Dude's not going to jail. Dude's going to jail. First off, the the Saudi Arabia secret thing that you tried to fucking pin it on last week, 
Totally nothing. Totally nothing. Well, we don't know. We haven't we haven't seen it yet. Okay, we're never going to see it because it's fucking top secret shit. Yeah, hold on. If the if if do you think if the FBI went in there and raided and had the goods on Trump that they wouldn't arrest them fucking right then and there on the spot? Yeah, no, no, I don't. Be, it, Come on, this is they're in uncharted There's waters. There's no smoking man. gun. Look, he was probably going to jail for fucking January sixth. He's anyway. not going to jail for that either. Yeah. He told him to go down there and peacefully protest. Look, I don't like fucking Trump either, so don't make me fucking defend his ass. <laughs> Whatever, but Trump boy. Here's the thing. I think you have a little bit, you have a little mild case, like stage one of Trump derangement syndrome. I just don't care, man. I, I'm so fucking I think bored you do care a little bit. I think well, you care I, a little yes. bit. Well, no, no, no. I do care. I do care. I, I don't care that it's Trump going to jail. Wouldn't care if it was Clinton going to jail. I don't care who's going to jail. I just want to see politicians in jail. And hang on. The follow-up to that is I want to see shit burning because there's a whole bunch of people pissed off that politicians went to jail. So I'm playing the long game here. I well, don't that's give, true. I don't that's play. Your hold. I don't your give hold. two fucks about Donald Trump. Man. No, no, that's true. And that's, that's true. I just want to see the chaos that this causes. So I do hope that Trump goes to jail, but not for the reasons that I give two shits about anything that's happened. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair so, enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. Fair enough. For, you know, it, for me, it's because I want to break out the marshmallows. Okay. I got yeah. you. Fair enough. It was funny. I did have one ride where somebody asked me, like, politically, like, what do you think about Joe Biden? Right. I'm like, he sucks like all of them suck. Right. <laughs> yeah. Period. Yeah. I didn't even say anything other than that. Right. And then I said, I'm an anarchist. I want the government to close down completely. Right. Like, I, I That ends all arguments. Like, I, and they're like, oh. <laughs> right (laughs) yeah (laughs) what was your impression of which side they were trying to pitch you know i don't know i don't know it was a man he was younger okay he he didn't seem like a soy boy okay so i don't know did he tip you no i don't think so (laughs) it was a college kid oh okay yeah. So it's hard to tell with college kids because some of them actually are, you know, one way or the other way. And, and you know, you, you, well, they're usually left, but the ones that are right are generally going to, uh, you know, be coy in the way they approach it. So, yeah, my, my guess is he was a Trump fan. It might have been. I don't know. Yeah. But I just told him I hated them all, though. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. I'm like, I will say this. Biden is somewhat entertaining. And he did make fun. Well, hold on. It might be right because he did make fun of Biden falling off a bike. He's like, well, it's pretty funny that Biden fell off the bike. I'm like, yeah, that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, there you go. Definitely a Trumpster. So, yeah. Well, it may not be a Trumpster, but just, you know, look, you can hate no, Joe Biden no. and not be a Trumpster. No, hang on a second. If see, this is on. your Trump derangement no, syndrome right not. here. No, it's not. Yes, it's not. Yes, it is. I'll tell you why. Because when you said they all suck and I'm an anarchist, if he wasn't a Trumpster and was making fun of Biden falling off the bike, he would have agreed with He's like, oh, I know they all suck. Mm. You see what I'm saying? All right, all right, so right. that tells you right there. Yeah, I get you. I get that you. he was a Trumpster. You, you got to be able to read these things. Man. I guess so. You got to care enough. I guess. Uh, I, oh my God! Really? No, no, no. We I, would we would not be talking about Liz Cheney or any of this shit if it wasn't for everything you put in the show notes. Well, because I, I put so everything in the sh- sh- I put everything well, yeah, in the show I, notes. I have to admit, like you literally, I did you just told on yourself week. right there. Did not. Like I remember week. getting to Friday and I'm looking in there because I had a busy week too. And I go to Friday, there's literally nothing in the show notes. I'm like, <laughs> Holy fuck! Yeah. Well, that was you. Like too. part of me was yeah, no, no. You didn't put anything in all week. And then I realize it was me too and i'm like well i'm gonna put a bunch of shit in so i actually stopped what i was doing put a bunch of shit in the show notes and I'm like well, there you go hey. like i almost was yelling at you and like i'm gonna show him right like i'm gonna show him i'm gonna put this shit in the show notes. i would show him by doing all the work yeah yes yes that fucking dumb right dumb it's shit. so much fun whitewashing the fence don't yeah. throw me in the briar patch yeah all right so let's get to the next story now one asshole down 
Brian Seltzer acts from CNN for reasons why the network. Oh, I don't need to see that part, but but um, Brian Seltzer did this show called Reliable Sources, which if you want to understand how something should be the uh, is the opposite of what it's actually named, Reliable Sources was totally one of those things. Now Brian Seltzer, if you don't know the guy, I can't think of who he is. If you, if you pull up the article, you'll see his face. All right, because this guy does have like literally one of the most punchable faces on the planet like the 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 unwarranted smugness of this fucking asshole yeah okay i, I kind of recognize su- him. he look he is such a dick it's not even funny and now he got fired so that was really really cool now again i don't care either way but at the same time, I'm totally happy that this guy got fucking shit canned. Because I guess CNN is trying to move itself in a more centrist direction. But the thing was this. Nobody was watching his show anyway. Like, he he was... If he had good ratings, he wouldn't have lost his job. He lost right. his job because his ratings sucked. Yeah. And he was a dick. So, it was nice to see that this guy freaking... Again, I don't have too much to say other than that. But I just thought it was very funny that this guy freaking lost his well, job, though. Well, CNN is probably the most centrist out of the... The cable news networks, at least, yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's a low bar. Yeah. Exa- well, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's real low. They're definitely left, but they're they're not as left as MSNBC. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I wouldn't say that they're not as left as MSNBC. They're like corporate or establishment supporting. Yeah. They're that, that's, like they support that's, the establishment, yeah. not the left. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> MSNBC is more like, um, you know, uh, what was that thing where everyone was camping out the, against the corporate thing and uh, uh, Occupy Wall Street? Yeah. MSNBC is more like the Occupy Wall Street crowd. Well, that's they still who, support the corporate. That's who too, but. they cater to. But yeah, CNN is definitely the the, 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 establishment. the establishment. You're right. Yeah. Which is a, a bit of a left skew. And Fox News is just, you know, they're just fucking out there like Pluto, man. Yeah. I mean, they're they're really hard to watch these days. They have gotten so close to like the OAN and Newsmax that it's it, it's wild. Yeah, I it's don't watch. Wild. I don't. Here's the thing: other than the clips, I don't watch any of them. I've been watching them lately just to keep my kind of finger on the pulse of of you know how the Civil War is going to go. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> what are going to be the talking points of yeah, uh, yeah. you know in this antebellum period? Um, but. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 just amazing. It's 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 really comical. But I would say, as bad as CNN is, and they just fucking suck. Um, they're they're probably the the most centrist, moderate out of all of them. Oh, okay. yeah. You know? But they they are so fucking full of shit. Well, and they're going to move a lot more centrist, though. They're going to. I guess this well, new wonder, guy that's in charge is going to move it in a lot more centrist direction. I wonder if that means they're actually or more of be, a reporting direction. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just fucking report the news, man. You well, know? that's what they should be doing. And even then, they will. Even if they do that and become actual more news focused as opposed to you know opinion, because it seems like they have some shows that are. Yeah, they're news. way more opinion than news right now. Well, no, I would say Fox and MSNBC are almost exclusively opinion. Where CNN has. Yeah, I wasn't comparing to the two. I'm just. I was comparing news. it to old CNN though. Oh yeah, old CNN. Yeah, where's headline news? Yeah. Yeah. Give me thirty minutes of the top stories on a loop. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, change it every couple hours and go with it. And you flip that on now, it's it's like there's a, it's all murder porn and shit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like Bay News Nine. Right. It yeah. was the one reason I like Spectrum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For Bay News Nine. Yeah. Well, that and Holly Greg. You know what? I, I oh god, oh god, I My love you, god. Holly. 
I love you. And she's my backup wife. So back the fuck off, man. She's my third wife. Yeah. Actually, she'd be my first wife. She actually right? asked me to unzip her dress one time. Oh. That was one of the greatest moments did of my you, life. Did you? Uh, I did. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Did she finish the sentence? <laughs> <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> Can you unzip she, my own shit? She, well, we had to fix her mic. Uh, she was interviewing me, and we had to yeah. fix her mic, and it was just like, oh, my God. Just, I remember when I, I did that I'm interview. Looking, I'm looking down on my pants saying, stay down, stay down. <laughs> I remember when I did that interview with Perf- me and Perfetti did the debate on drugs, uh-huh. and she was the moderator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it was so turned on. Yeah, she's so hot. Yeah, she yeah. was. And she doesn't come across that hot on TV. Yeah. I mean, she looks great on TV, but in person, man. she She's just, way hotter in person than she's on way, TV, by the way. way hotter Which is person. weird to say, yeah. because she's hot on TV. Yeah, right. But in person, oh. She's got this aura, man. Yeah. yeah, she does. I love her. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of us fanboying over a local TV personality. <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I'm not done. All right. So, uh, so what else? All right. Let's get here? into this because okay. I don't. I don't care about CNN so really that much. Let's do either. the Miami firefighter thing. So, a Miami firefighter is under investigation and ultimately has been fired for comments that's about a, a slain detective. Yeah. So I want to read what he. What he. I actually want to. I want to read what he wrote. Because this is one of those things where it it is actually a teachable moment. Who cares? Another dead cop probably probably against gun control. The message read in part. Cops exist for the government to exercise its monopoly on violence. They want the whole world to stop when one of theirs goes down. The firefighter also mentioned the school shootings in Uvalde, Texas. The police officer who died from COVID-19. How many idiots... I had to transport with honor guard their dead bodies from coronavirus because they were all too stupid to wear masks or get vaccinated. The message read all cops are for is protecting the rich property owners and the status quo. Everyone, everything else is a farce. Fuck the police. All right. So here's the thing. <laughs> He's half right. <laughs> I like about half of what he said. Okay. Like, <laughs> And this is the thing, though, like if you listen to him and I think my part of the teachable moment here is this. Right. I think that you have to realize that those people that are the pro vaccine people and pro gun control people. Right. And all of this at the end of the day, don't really give one fuck if you die, if you're on the other side of the issue. As a matter of fact, they might be happy about it. Oh, that's an interesting take. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. You know, yeah. like I, I'm not looking at it from the law enforcement versus the fire department aspect because you right. both are working for the government. Like you're a fucking hypocrite. You, you work for the government too. It's not just the cops. Uh, firefighters you, are different than cops, though. So, uh, look, they may be different a little bit than cops, but they still all collect a gov- paycheck from the government regardless. Right, though. right. So for you to be mad that you have to do your job because maybe somebody doesn't agree with you on stuff, because here's the thing. People still would have died of coronavirus. You still would have picked them up. People are still going to die because of guns. You're still going to fucking pick them up. Right. Like, do your job. Shut your fucking mouth. Huh. But this guy likes, he, he wants those people to be killed. He does not want to live in well, a world in which those other people exist. Well, here's, and that is true. And, and that's a good point. But my takeaway from it is it's so ironic because he's saying, fuck the police. Yeah. You know? And at the same time, he's saying they need to do better enforcing gun control and like mask and vaccine mandates. Yeah. It's like, what? What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Well, hold on. He's only going after the only the rich property owners. How about anybody that owns fucking property? Like, I mean, like. Wow. I mean, again, I wish they were protecting everybody. That would be nice. He, and they're not he, doing that. He missed a step. He's he's basically they're servants of the government who are servants of the rich yeah. property owners. Now, and he's, here's the thing, though. <laughs> he said this in like a private chat. Right. And somebody called him out on it. Right. Which, you know, look, if you're going to say that shit in a private chat, you, you know, you better not. Like, <laughs> hold on. 
here's the thing. Like, if you're going to write that shit down, like, understand that somebody's going to have to take issue with it. Like, you say that to five people, one person's going to take issue with it. Yeah. And if you got more than five people in that thread, somebody's going to find out. Hmm. You might, you, you're going you're, you're gonna to be in trouble. I, honestly, I think he's got a First Amendment case. You know what I'm saying? Because if he was saying that on his private time and is, is you know, not as part of his, his official duties, uh, you know, he has the right to, to voice his opinion. And it is literally the government who is penalizing him for his point of view. So um, I think he's got a great First Amendment. Hey, uh, that dude needs to call Luke LaRoe. Hold on. So Miami Fire Rescue Chief Joseph Zabra confirmed the firefighter has been fired in a statement acknowledging the post, saying that the firefighter had demonstrated a disregard for human life, demonstrated a violent and antagonistic stance towards civil servants, and represented conduct unbecoming of a Miami firefighter. That sounds very legalese, so that's why they fired him. That's probably a clause in his contract, his conduct and unbecoming. Yeah. 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 So, But even so, I mean, I, I think he, he still has a uh, First Amendment argument. Yeah. I don't so, think he does have a First Amendment argument. Uh, yeah, he does. I mean, because, uh, well, again, an employment contract. But the question is, can the government enter into a contract with someone that forces them to waive an inalienable right? Because by definition, it's inalienable. And because they are a government entity, the 14th Amendment says they, they, don't have have to, to, they don't have to. But they don't have to employ them, though. <laughs> Again, that would be a, a punitive uh, response to but his we'll First Amendment right. Well, we'll, we and will again, I, I think the guy's pretty much a dick. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's not because of his stance on police, but why he has the stance on police. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like when I first when I first read <laughs> because, it without reading, because they're not taking away people's guns and forcing people to get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like they're not using enough force for right. you. <laughs> exactly. Like you lay out the force, right? Yeah, right. And and look, and this is the problem with a lot of people on the left it, it, like with bernie sanders and stuff they will properly lay out some of the problems and some of the problems with government force and then come up with the completely and their wrong solution, solution is to double down on, on those the things. force right yeah. just let me be in charge to do it though yeah exactly like, let me yeah. let me tear down the your door and fucking yeah. kill you let's get other get rid of the police and and create stormtroopers yeah you know like but <laughs> you know what but they're gonna put rainbow flags on them so they'll be okay a kinder gentler machine gun yes. hand as my friend neil young likes to say oh yeah, yeah who you hate I despise Neil Young. Love Neil Young. I and he's, really not, he's f- not actually my friend. I but, really you know. fucking hate Neil Young. I, I love Neil I Young. I do not like him at all. He is uh, he is probably my biggest influence as an exceptionally bad guitarist. All right. Well, that, I guess yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense considering he's so bad at <laughs> like, Here's the thing. The only thing that he sucks worse at than the guitar is his singing. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. He, like, how in the fuck is that guy a singer? Like, uh, I really, like, something went wrong. Same way Bob Dylan is. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. I but, like Bob Dylan better no, than fucking he, Neil Young, he, though. He's not a great singer, but he is a great guitarist. You can't take yeah. that away from him. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, let's move on. We got need some uh, fucking gun control. Fucking yeah. We, uh, what do we got now? All right. So we got the CDC going in the wrong direction. Again, this is one of those things when you first hear the story, you're thinking something good, and then you realize that they totally didn't get the boat. Right. So CDC Director Walensky to reorganize the agency after admitting COVID pandemic response fell short. Uh, what, when they released it from the lab in Wuhan? <laughs> so, <laughs> Unless they're talking about their security at their uh, level five virology centers, uh, then I don't think they have a leg all right, to stand so l- on. Let's listen to this, because this actually, there's a couple little scary things in here, though. For 75 years, the CDC and public health have been preparing for COVID-19, and in our big moment, our performance did not reliably meet expectations. 
Uh, Which well, part? The part they lied to us the first time, lied to us the second time, or lied to us the third time? They're not admitting to any of that stuff. Oh, okay. they, look, they didn't have enough control and enough power as far as they're concerned. They needed stormtroopers. Yeah. Everybody wants My goal is a new public health action-oriented culture at CDC that emphasizes accountability, collaboration, communication, and timeliness. Uh, the central objectives of the reorganization are focused on sharing scientific data faster and making it easier for the public to understand health guidance. According to the briefing document, Walensky launched the review in April after the massive winter surge in infections from the Omicron variant upended the nation's public health response. Now, and I'm trying to find, I guess I didn't, well, I, I guess I didn't, I didn't get the part where she talked about the special forces that she wants to make. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, of course, they just put out a new ad that says, uh, you know, uh, health professionals wanted, uh, health uh, uh, public service needed, uh, must be willing to carry a gun and use deadly force. Yeah. <laughs> just like the IRS. <laughs> yeah, I mean, these guys are ramping right. the fuck up, though. I, like, you know, the CDC director says it's frustrating when health decisions are political. You know what, man? I totally fucking agree with you, bitch. Chapter, it, chapter three of the Cassandra Trigger, by the way. Yeah, hold on here. Let's listen. It's frustrating when people are making health-based decisions through a political lens. Walensky told Fox News, Dr. Mark Siegel, we've done everything that we can, and I continue to put my head down and steer the ship to steer. Uh, what I believe with science is the foundation science leading the way. Our policies are driven by science, and they, of course, have to be interpreted in the context of health for all of society. Fuck you, people. Just fuck all you people. I think the part she doesn't understand is... And, and 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 this is the thing. All you all you should be is consumer reports. Yeah. Hold and, no power. And if that's all you are, we don't need you. Yeah. We got consumer reports. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Fucking where's where's the Yelp for uh, viruses? <laughs> that's <Yeah>. all we need. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. We need to show our work. We need to inform policymakers. We need to update things along the way as we proceed to that finish line. We need practical, timely recommendations that can take early peaks of the data and adjust along the way. Like here's the thing: you fucking people lied from the jump over and over and over. And you again. did it every time. Right. Admitted no fault. Admitted right. no error. Right. Like, did not take anything into account that you guys did that was wrong and stood behind the science like politicians stand behind dead babies and dead soldiers. The biggest problem they have is that, you know, half the American people didn't believe them. That's the only real problem. Yeah. So so the if you read between the lines is how do we get to the point where either everyone believes us or we employ enough force to make them do it anyway. Yeah. You know, I, I, really, that's that's what the, her her question is, you know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just one of those things where you're just looking at it and you're like, oh. It, 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 <laughs> and, and when she it's says gonna, so to, it's frustrating that healthcare decisions are political. Like, you did it. She's talking about your individual healthcare decisions. Yeah. She's talking about wanting to have control over your individual healthcare decisions. And if you disagree with her, now it's political. Now you're being political. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because you don't have the right to do that. Yeah. I, it's And that's the part that's frustrating. Like here's the thing. You want to make a recommendation, then make the recommendation, which right. is what Here's the thing. When everything goes wrong, that's what they fall back to. Right. Like how many times I've I've heard interviews with Fauci where he's like, "Well, look, I wasn't actually in charge of anything. I just made recommendations." <laughs> right. You yeah. fucking piece of shit, man. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. When it's when it's time for the cameras to roll, you're in charge, though. Yeah. You know. You know, cuz you questioning you is questioning the fucking science, huh? Yeah. 
Right. You know, look, and all these people going after like the FBI and stuff like that, you're really getting short sighted, by the way. Look, you, you, there's another agency you guys should be fucking firebombing right now. All of them? Well, other than all of them. In an order, though. CDC should be fucking number one. I thought, uh, no, FDA. Don't you always say FDA should be number one? No, oh, yeah, you're right. FDA. I, I think FDA. Just simultaneous. Simultaneous is good for me. Look, I, I got no you know? fuck. Shit, burn down the libraries, too. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm at the point now where I'm like, well, they'll rebuild them. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's just, I, you know what, man? I'm so fucking sick and tired of the people in charge thinking that they just, like, I wish they understood voluntary association. I, at the end of the day, I really wish they would. They don't, though. Not only do they not do that, but they're adamantly against it. You have to understand that it's not necessarily the people in power that don't understand that. It's that when that power structure exists, the people who are part of it will always get to that point. It has nothing to do with the individuals. You could take, go out in society and pick 100,000 of America's best, the absolute best people you can find. You know, you and me included, which is a stretch because <laughs> we're the best people. But just saying, I'm absolutely the best person. You put us in positions of power for long enough and we become them. Mm. It okay, is, that's true. It that's is a good point. It is not. It, it, it's not getting the right people in there. No, it's when the, this the structure power exist. structure exists, it will always evolve into it. And the only question the only question is how long that process takes because you get good people in there and it takes longer you get shitty people in there uh who are in it for their own self-interest and there for you know to to make a shit ton of money and to to arbitrarily exercise power it happens pretty quick and that's where we're at right now yeah no no no, you're gotta you're you're, you're right and that's when shit has to burn yeah no and you're right and that's why shit has to burn yeah again when we did the anarchist guild logo like it's so fucking apropos now. Like I didn't even realize how apropos it was at the time, and now I'm looking back on it, being like, "Thank God we did that." I'm always looking ten years down the road, man. I, I just, and again, I don't want to toot my own horn, but it's like, it it, it, it just makes so much sense to me. It, it's just yeah. like this is, it's like a pattern. It's like it's I predictable. see, it's like a roadmap. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's all on record. It's, well it's gonna happen. You're it's, a little bit just, like Alex Jones right now. The only thing I can't figure out is how long. That's really the well, time is the only variable. On, sometimes I'm fast. I'm some, sometimes I'm slow. There's, here's the thing though, because you're you and it, the same thing goes like a Ron Paul when he talked about how the market's gonna crash and things like that. The problem is when it comes to timing it is there are way too many factors at play right. and too many things that they can do in order to keep it going. Right. Like with the Fed and unlimited printing of money, like it, 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 it it's not one of these things. Like when it goes bad, it's going to go bad instantly. But if they can keep holding on a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more, then at that point... You, you you can it's almost like playing hot potato you know what i'm saying like right. you can keep that going for a while before eventually it burns your hand but right and the same thing with the people because you never know exactly how much the people are going to push back yeah that's one of the variables but uh anyway if you'd like to push back a little bit you can join us in hour number two uh go to patreon.com forward slash unintended baggage sign up become a subscriber uh, you know, you could you get a whole bunch of free swag, so it's kind of worth it. You yeah. still get a copy of my book? You still get a copy of the book? The Roadmap for the Future of America called The Cassandra Krieger and Available a on bunch Amazon. of other stuff. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>